0: Welcome to the Cornerstone Vineyard Weekly Message Podcast. We are enthusiastic about all ages pursuing, experiencing, and having an authentic relationship with Jesus, others, and our community. Join us as we open God's Word and seek His direction in our lives. With that then, we're going to jump into the teaching today. So if you want to turn to James chapter 1, that's where we're going to land today, James Chapter 1. Remember, Bibles are spread now throughout the auditorium a little bit, so if you want to grab one of those, you can grab that. Uh, Also, uh, if you don't have one with you or whatever, you can always go to Cornerstone's page on uh, sermons.church. So if you open up a browser, sermons.church, search Cornerstone Vineyard Church scriptures and fill in points and all that kind of stuff will be there for you. All right. And to get us started today, I actually want to uh, start out today by talking about my two amazing daughters. Some of you guys know uh, that I have two daughters, uh, Abigail and Eden. They can bring up that picture. This is Abigail and Eden. When we were on vacation a couple weeks ago, Abigail is on the left, and uh, Eden is on the right. And uh, man, I've just been noticing recently how beautiful my girls are. Uh, They're just, and so much so that it makes me nervous uh, as a dad. but uh, I was thinking about my daughters uh, this week because uh, recently uh, they have uh, fallen in love. Now, some of you are going, oh, Matt, where are you going? Um, they have actually fallen in love with a new Netflix movie that was just released, I believe, last month. It's called this. It's called A Week Away. Anybody seen it? Anybody seen this movie? One person in the room, all right? Uh, Josh has seen it. Uh, Josh, come on, man. Your man card ripped away, right? Um, So uh, this movie, uh, you can kind of tell by the picture why my girls have fallen in love with it and my son has not, right? Um, but the, the movie, the, the title of the, or the description of the film says this, it says in this uplifting musical, key one, right? that my son would not watch it, right? In this uplifting musical, a troubled teen takes a leap of faith by attending summer camp and unexpectedly, here's why my girls love it, finds love, friends, and a place to belong. So our key there is love. My girls love, uh, these, right? Abigail sitting right over here, loves these love stories, right? All that kind of stuff. And the reason this came up, though, is not so much about the movie itself. Actually, Lee and I are talking about doing a little bit of a, a movie thing tonight. We're gonna watch this together and that, that kind of thing. But um, it's because in the film, uh, it's actually kind of a, it's a, kind of a Christian movie, right? And so the directors have used some older 90s music in the film, kind of bringing back a little nostalgia. So my girls, they were in uh, the car the other day, driving along, going somewhere with Leah, and they played this song. Uh, and uh, I wanted to see if you recognize See if you can recognize this song. Taken with the notion. You can sing along if you want. To love you with the sweetest of devotion, baby, baby. My tender love will flow from the bluest sky to the deepest ocean. Stop for a minute, baby. I'm so glad you're mine. Yeah. Alright, so who can tell me who that artist is that did that song? Amy Grant, yes, yes, yes. I know the young people in the room are going, what are we doing in church, man? <laughs> so this was Amy Grant way back in the uh, 90s, right, uh, this baby, baby song. And so it's funny, the funniest part of this, though, is that my girls, they're starting to sing the song, and, and Leah, of course, is in the, in the van or in the, in the vehicle and starts singing along, and Eden, who's in the back of the room, by the way, goes, "Um, Mom, how do you know this song? <laughs> <laughs> and of course, Lee is like, baby, I, uh, this was my jam before you were even born, okay? Those kind of things. So that was the first song. And then the second song, and the reason I'm bringing this whole thing up uh, is that there was this song that my girls have fallen in love with from this movie as well. See if you recognize this one. Come on. Now, who did that song? Anybody know? Stephen Curtis Chapman. Chapman. It's his song, Dive. Uh, Again, uh, and so it's really funny. We were talking, my, my twin brother came into town yesterday, and we were talking, and we were like, did that song come out our freshman year in high school? I'm like, yeah, I think, it is. I think it is. So it's a little older, right? And so, but I was thinking about this song uh, this week, and th- that Lowe's lyrics, right? I'm diving in. I'm going deep. And over my head, I want to be caught in rush, the rush, caught in the foe. I want to go, right? And so I was thinking about that because, folks, today we are starting a new message series where we are going to do just what that song lyrics said. We're going to dive in. We're going to dig deep. And I'm super excited about this. Into, ready? The book of James we're going to go into the book of James. Now, I know James often is a a great book for a lot of people. They love the book because there's some direct wisdom. And so we're doing this series called Forward Progress, Keys to Living Spiritually Deep. And uh, what we're going to do each week for the next five weeks, starting today through the month of May, uh, is to literally go chapter by chapter through the book of James. And uh, I'm super, super, super excited about it. I think it's going to be a very spiritually productive, uh, very, uh, just really rich uh, series over the next few weeks. Um, So Make sure you're here every week for that. And so to that end, I want you to do something. Would you get your phone out for just a minute if you have a phone with you? And I would like you to go to cornerstonevineyard.church slash survey, all right? And we did this back in January uh, when we started our very first series. Some of you know that our, our vision for 2021 is that it's a year to train. We wanna go deep into discipleship, become disciples or deeper disciples of Jesus. And so I want you to take this survey while I'm talking, okay? So go to that survey and there's a, it should take you two or three minutes, okay? Um, and what this is gonna do, it's gonna email you your results, want your answers for that, and then here, the, our goal is, and in five weeks, we're going to do this again, and we're going to have you take this, uh, this survey again, and our hope is this, right? As, as we go through this year, it's not just, a, it's not just a, an important to have a vision, it's actually to see the vision actually come to fruition, right? And so we want this deepness and this discipleship thing to get stronger in us, and we hope that in the next five weeks, there will be something that you have grown deeper in, in your discipleship because of this series and what we're trying to do. Many of you are doing, I know, the May We Read Bible reading plan. Those are out in the uh, atrium if you want to grab one of those, but we want you to take the service. I'm going to give you a second to do. I'm going to keep talking for just a minute, um, so that in five weeks, you can see some potential growth, It takes 21 days, they say, to actually create a habit, so we're going to have plenty of time to do that over the next five weeks, to create some new habits, some depth, and those kind of things in our lives, okay? So do that. Um, We're going to go ahead and then jump into our topic for today in this series, in this forward progress series, and uh, to do so, uh, I'm going to actually in a moment uh, have the media folks in the back put a phrase on the screen, and what I want you to do is I want to see if you can finish the phrase, okay? So let's, let's go and bring that phrase up, if you will. All right, it's 81 days until my wife can't answer because she knows. It's 81 days until what? Does anybody know? Take a guess. Summer vacation? My vacation? Ooh, that'd be great. Yes. Uh, but that's not what I'm talking about. Anybody else? 81 days until what? Fourth of July? Fourth of July? I don't know. That might be true. I don't really know. Um, I, maybe. All right, but here, here it is. Here's the answer. It's 81 days folks until the Summer Olympics. <laughs> Yeah, baby. Uh, anybody in the room, you are like su- Summer Olympic junkies like my family? Anybody? A couple of you guys in the room. We love the Summer Olympics. I think I mentioned that uh, sometime in the last year or so, but uh, especially with COVID, like pushing the Olympics out uh, another year, man, we are so stoked about the Summer Olympics coming up this summer. And as a result, I, as I these are the, by, by the way, the geeky things that Matt does during the, during the week. How many days until the Olympics? Look that up online, right? All of that. And so because of that, though, I was looking, I was wondering when it was going to happen. Uh, this week, I started to think about, in my in my time, I just my, in my head, uh, Olympic athletes. And that's where we're going to start this morning. Um, and I specifically was thinking of, of, of this young lady right here. Uh, does anybody know who that is? Yeah, Simone Biles. She is a four-time Olympic champion, gymnast, uh, super amazing uh, uh, gymnast. And I was thinking about her and really any Olympic athlete. And I, w- I was thinking about this week... Um, That As you talk about Olympic athletes, because they're tremendous at what they do and all those kind of things, there's there's probably uh, in conversation with people, many people might cite lots of things for the reasons why they're successful at what they do, right? Maybe there's raw talent or great coaching or conditioning, those kind of things. But What I was thinking about this week is that I think above all of those things and what I would argue in that conversation, if I was in that conversation, would be the thing that actually uh, makes them the most successful is this, is their persistence to their craft, right? That's the thing. Uh, Simone Biles, right? Uh, Because she, uh, to get to the point of being this gold medalist, those kind of things, uh, to be that, you wouldn't just walk on the mat one day and go, hey, yay, right? Like she has to really be persistent in her craft. I saw her on the Jimmy Fallon show a couple of weeks ago, and uh, she mentioned that she actually works out uh, six days a week for seven hours each day, Uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, two workouts a day, Tuesday, Saturday for one workout a day, but for seven full hours straight, right? There's significant persistence in her craft that she takes. And by the way, because she has had that persistence, it's actually changed her life, has it not? Right, because she has had persistence. And so as we look, uh, here's where we're headed today. As we look at chapter one of the book of James, um, folks, we're gonna focus on the value today of persistence, uh, which there's significant value in persistence, in perseverance, okay? And much like it has had value in Simone Biles' life in regards to her Olympic medal and her Olympic career, right? Folks, for us, if, if we can capture the idea of persistence and perseverance in our lives, it can also change our life. It can change our life. And so our title today is Holy Grit, Persistence for Greater Purpose. And I use that word grit there because I was doing, what I was putting the titles together for the series, I looked up the definition of the word grit, and you may know what it is, but it'll come up on the screen. Grit is, uh, is defined as courage and resolve, and that's what we're going to talk about. We're gonna, today, we're going to talk about having courage and resolve, but then I noticed the strength of character, which I thought was significant, because that's what grit and perseverance and persistence give, right? Serious strength of character. I don't think there's a single person right here that would be like, hey, do you want to be better in your character? Nah, I'm good. Right No. every single one of us go, oh, yeah, I want to be I want to be better in my character. I want to be a better person. I want to have strength and character. And so my hope today is as we go through this message is that ultimately you could be equipped to be able to have more grit. uh, And then what I'm going to get at holy grit in the midst of this so that your your character is strengthened. uh, And ultimately, because of that, um, it brings then more purpose in your life. Okay, so that's where we're headed today. Um, So let's take a look at it. Uh, James chapter 1. We're just going to read a couple of verses today. Uh, We're also going to tack on verse 12 at the very end. It says this in James 1 verse 2. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. And we're going to add on verse 12. Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial, because having stood the test, the person that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. So just a couple of verses there, but man, I think there's some significant things in there for us today. And so here's where we're going today. We're going to uh, talk about two ideas uh, that we need to hopefully grasp, two requirements, I'm going to call them requirements, to, mo- to grasp more often, to see persistence actually get us to purpose in life. Uh, again, persistence, getting us to purpose. Um, and so I hope that you'll find this very helpful and encouraging. Uh, I know as I was putting it together, I think it was helpful and encouraging to me in my life as well. So I'm going to pray, and then I'll give you a couple things to think and write down. So think about and write down. So let's pray. So God, we are grateful this morning that we've uh, been able to worship you and laugh together. And uh, God, just enjoy being with each other today. God, we now that we uh, collectively pray, God, a prayer of uh, just that you, Holy Spirit, would come do something among us as we dig deep into this text in James chapter 1. God, if, uh, if I am just going to stand up here and talk for a little while, I'm not sure it's going to be worth anything, but if you come and you change us and you teach us and you do amazing things among us, I think it'll be well worth it. So do something among us. We, we want to honor you this time, and we're going to give it to you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen amen all right we have two points today here's the first one you can write this in on your handout persistence that leads to purpose requires you can write this down choosing often to just buckle up for a ride choosing to often just buckle up for a ride now i know some of you are thinking uh yeah matt that's kind of the whole point Thanks, Captain Obvious, right? I know, some of you are thinking, oh, Rob's thinking that. I know he's, he's thinking that, right? Um, and so I, I know that's probably like the really obvious one from this, whatever, but I want you to hang with me for a minute, because I think there's some really good stuff in the midst of this, okay? Well, I, I get this from verse four of the text. It, it says, right, and I underline this, let perseverance finish its work. And I don't know if you noticed it when we read it the first time, but did, did any of you notice the little tiny word, let? Right? That little tiny word let, can I just be really straight with you this morning? Is that folks, that little word let has significant, significant significance in this text. Okay? So what what this what this is saying, right? Let, let persons let it happen, let it run its course. So what the verse is telling us then, folks, is that the, the truth is that you and I have a choice. Right? We have a choice. We either have a choice to, to buckle up or to give up, right? In all things, we can either buckle up or we can give up. We can either let perseverance finish or not. We have a choice, right? And and ultimately, what this this text is going to tell us today is that, folks, instead uh, instead of like giving up, it's really better to strap in, to intentionally let perseverance finish, right? What I said this week is be persistently persistent. That's much better for us. And so I used this image for this point because I thought it was a good uh, illustration for what I'm trying to get at. How many of you have seen this like human catapult thing at like a fair or like amusement park, right? Anybody in the room ever done it? Anybody? Of course, Andrew Clay's done it in the back, right? Yeah, Absolutely. Um, and, and so, like, it's a little bit scary, isn't it, right? I mean, these two guys, I'm thinking they're not, like, thinking, this is going to be awesome, right? Like, they're, like, freaked out in their mind, all that kind of stuff. And so here was my thought, right? As, as you walk past this particular uh, ride, right, there's a, there's a choice that has to be made if you get in on in it or not, right? Either you're going to do it or you're not going to do it, right? Either you're going to get in and you're going to strap in or you're going to walk on by going, I ain't doing that, right? And so if I can put that into context of what we're talking about today, the same is true with persistence of the things in our lives, folks. The choice really is ours if we're going to strap in or not. That's really our choice. And and can I just be really upfront with you this morning? The reality is, is that often if we are willing to press in and strap into that, right? Can I tell you how, how oftentimes folks' purpose is just on the other side of that ride? purpose is just on the other side of that right now, not not in the actual ride itself. But the reality is, is if we strap into the whatever we're going through, sometimes it might only be the last 10%. We've got to strap in and go through this and persevere a little bit. And man, there's significant purpose that'll come on the other side of that. Give me a head nod if you're tracking me this morning, all right? I mean, we get that, right? We've experienced some of that, right? And folks, so then I thought about this. That means even if your ride looks like this, Okay, now this looks like a little bit like, I love my daughter Abigail, but we went to Cedar Point uh, actually a couple years, summers ago, and the, how many of you have ever ridden the Millennium Force at uh, Cedar Point, yeah? Uh, Abby hated that ride, right? And so uh, so she's like, I ain't going on that again. So I was thinking about her, like I think that was probably her face. I didn't see her, like went on that ride, but I think it was her. How many of you know that young lady right there is persevering, <laughs> right? She's along for the ride, right? And, and so, so here's, the, here's, like, just track with me from minute, folks. Like, like sometimes, even, even if it looks like that, we, we need to make a choice that, that ultimately perseverance, if we just persevere, we persist a little bit, right? We might actually get on something. Because then, how many, how many do you want to bet that, okay, yeah, I was going to say, take that off the screen because it's distracting. Um, how many of you want to bet that that young lady went to all her friends and said, you know what I did? Yeah. Right, afterwards, she was so excited that she did it, right? I got through the, the slingshot thing, right? There was something that was significant on the other side because she strapped in even when she was riding like that. And so I, what I want to get at in the midst of this, even though this is kind of the, the Captain Obvious point of this, folks, we, we have a choice, and the scriptures all over the Bible talk about how persistence and perseverance is much more the way we should lean in our life than what I think many of us do. Take a look at a couple of scriptures. 2 uh, Chronicles fifteen seven says, but as for you, be strong and do not give up. So far as you... Be strong. And by the way, just consider not giving up. No, do not. It's a command. Do not give up. And then Galatians 6, 9. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time you will reap a harvest. Look at this. If we do not give up. So there's something to be said about persistence in what we're going through, right? And so I just made a list for us this week. So, folks, what this really means is, for for you and I, is is maybe this, maybe you uh, fall into some of these categories. So, so press in, folks, to your marriage. Don't give up. Don't give up on your marriage. Can I just be really upfront this morning? Like, do you know that there's not, in regards to percentages of divorces, folks, there's not a difference between Christians and non-Christians in divorce? I think there's something wrong with that. So don't give up on your your marriage. Or, hey, don't give up on your teenager. Their brain is still developing. (laughs) Don't give up on your teenager. I know, right, they're not gonna want you to talk to them and they're not gonna. Don't give up on your teenager. Persevere, have some persistence. Teenagers in the room, hmm, I love you. (laughs) Don't give up on your parents. Don't give up on your parents. Folks, I, I, I'm going I'm to kind of go after it a little bit with you this morning. Folks, the next one I have is don't give up trying to get out of debt. I'm looking at Katie Miltenberger. If you, don't, if you have not talked to Katie Miltenberger right now about her debt journey she's on, th- th- talk about persistence and perseverance. Can I share? I know, I'm kind of putting you on the spot, right? <laughs> Can I just, uh, this, was, this was not in first service, so you get a treat, yay. Katie and her husband are actually selling their house, buying an RV, and living in the RV for a while so they can get out of debt. Is that incredible? That is incredible. Because they're going to go, hey, by the way, we're going to actually talk about this this summer a little bit, but there's actually, the, 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 the borrower is slave to the lender and they're feeling that and they're like, ooh, I don't want to be a slave anymore. And so they're going to have some, how many of you know it's going to take some serious persistence to live in an RV with a couple kids? How, long, how young is your youngest? Four-year-old. Oldest is 14. So it's going to be a challenge. There's going to be persistence. So don't give up on getting out of debt. Okay? Learn, don't give up on learning a new skill. Or listen, don't give up on winning the war against your depression. Do not give up on that. Win the war. Don't give up getting along with your boss or your coworkers or finding a group of friends. Please do not isolate yourself. Can I, I was actually talking to Doug Southworth before first service started this morning. We were out in the atrium. And he goes, man, I think that one of the best schemes that the enemy uses to get us to where he wants us to go instead of where God wants us to go is to isolate us. Don't give up on getting a group of friends. And by the way, yes, when you say, when you try to get into relationships with people, by the way, you're opening yourself up and you're going to get hurt sometimes. It's just the way human nature is, okay? By the way, don't give up on that. Find a group of friends because we need each other, folks. Don't give up. Have some persistence. And then I was thinking about even physically, right? Keep fighting for your back, uh, against your back pain, your heart issue, your cancer. Buckle up, strap, strap in. The, the, the scripture here says, let perseverance finish. We've got to let it finish. It says Romans 5, 3 and 4 says, we know that suffering, right? Suffering produces what? Produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character Hope. see what I want you to catch today in this like really kind of like oh yeah Captain obvious moment in the midst of this is folks by buckling and, and strapping into this making the decision not to quit when we decide not to quit in those things we gain some grit and again remember that means we gain some strength of our character and then when we gain strength of character we gain hope again I don't think there's a single person here that'll go hey you want more hope now nah, I'm good all right, we, no, let's get it. Let's let's grab the hope, which means we're gonna have to have some persistence to build our character to get some hope. Do, do you know how, the, that's the way that it works. Can somebody say an amen? amen? That's the way it works, right? Now, I wanna be very clear in the midst of this this morning, too, like, um, I think sometimes, right, like the American way, we got some grit, we're gonna get it done, get it done, all that kind of stuff, and that's all good and whatever, have some of that stuff, right? But how many of you know that if we try to do this on our own without God, we're probably gonna fail? Okay? There's, a, there's a scripture in John 15, five, it says, apart from me, you can do nothing, which means we need to make sure that God is in the midst of this, giving us the ability to have this grit so that we can have this character and this hope. But I think here's, here's what I wanna, I'm gonna have you write something down in just a minute. But I think that the truth is, is that we have to give up control to a holy God to do that. And, and if, if we're gonna do that, that means we're making the choice to strap in. Mm-hmm. We're, gonna, we're gonna strap in. And so write this uh, statement under your handout. Giving up control often is the only great way to quit. Giving up control is often the only great way to quit. I think God really gave that to me this week in the midst of that. And so I was really challenged in that too. Giving up control. How How many of you guys like to be in control of your life? Yeah, most of us, all right? We like to be in control. But really, what I'm trying to get at today in the midst of this persistence thing, folks, is really giving up control, it's the only good way to quit sometimes. Give up control and let him do what he wants to do. So That's the first thing today. Persistence that leads to purpose requires choosing often to just buckle up for a ride. Second thing, you can write this in. Persistence that leads to purpose requires not always searching for easy street. Not always searching for easy street. Here's what I mean by that. Back in the text, it says in verse 12, it says, blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because then underline this, having stood the test that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love Him. And so, what? Th- there's a key word there, um, like having stood the test. So only after standing the test, only after enduring, only after having persistence and perseverance, then that is when the person will receive right? See the crown of life and the blessings and all the class. And so as I was in my office and I was working on this teaching this point, went in a completely different direction than I originally was planning on taking it today. And, and that's, this is, it begs the question, if that is true, which I think I know that it is, it's in the scripture, right? If that is true, then it begs the question, rather than looking for the easiest, right, least bumpy path, is there some value to look looking and actually choosing the tough one? Is there some value in choosing the harder way? Seeing that, oh yeah, I could take this path, and it would probably get me to the, to the point I wanna go, but going, hey, instead of that, let me go around the other way where it's gonna be a lot harder, a lot bumpier. Is there value in doing that? And what I wanna suggest today, folks, is I think there is. I think there is. And so I was thinking back to, right, um, to Simone Biles, right? How many of you know that Simone Biles didn't choose the easy path, All right? right? I mean, Simone While she started this when she was a young girl. And then in, how many like uh, high school, like even in high school, right? All you want to do is you want to hang out with friends and go to prom and, and go eat late tacos and all that kind of stuff and whatever, right? And yet, you know what she was doing? She was in the gym. So she chose the much harder path. Uh, I actually put in my notes that, that, uh, that she decided not to be normal. And it brought her, because she said, hey, I don't wanna be just like everyone else. I'm gonna do something different. Again, it brought her some purpose. She did something different. So I was thinking, man, I think there, there might be something to this whole idea of choosing the harder path. And then I, and then I found this, some of you know this, uh, Teddy Roosevelt is actually uh, quoted as a saying this, nothing worth having comes easy. How many of you know that's a true statement? Nothing worth having comes easy. If it's worth having, we're going to have to work hard for it. And so here's the truth I want us to catch is this. Folks, do you know that we are better when we are challenged? We are better when we are challenged. Now, I know you may be thinking, okay, so Matt, what you're telling me today is that that you want me to go out and look for trouble? Now, don't hear me say that, right? I don't, I don't want everybody to go, hey, yay, Matt's just a really joyful person. He wants everybody to be in trouble, right? I, I don't want all that, right? I, I'm not saying run into the fire, although although I'm very thankful that we have firefighters that do that kind of stuff, right? I'm not saying run into the fire. I'm not saying be reckless today, but I, but I do think there's something here for us today in the midst of this, and that maybe we should say yes to some more challenges in our lives that we normally would say no to. and ultimately persist so we can get some greater purpose. And so I was thinking about this in regards to uh, my son, Elijah. He was in first service sitting down here this morning. And some of you guys know that Elijah is a runner. So this is a picture of Elijah. Um, and uh, I said in first service, because he's a runner, we're gonna just pray for him after service. Um, you know, I don't get people who run. It doesn't make any sense to me. Um, but anyway, so Elijah on Tuesday, this was a, a man that's fit so well into this teaching this week. On Tuesday, he had a track meet. And so Lee and I went to the track meet. And Elijah was running the 1600, uh, which is four laps around. Okay, and so uh, they line up, and Elijah starts out. He he starts out pretty well. Does really well. It's kind of kind of the, uh, immediately there's kind of a pack of kids that start to uh, kind of separate themselves. He's part of that pack. And then all of a sudden, there's three guys that kind of start running a little faster than him. Uh, he's in fourth place. So that's we're starting to get around the second lap, and around the third lap, I'm starting to notice that Elijah's starting to really slow down a little bit. And I'm thinking, oh man, he's going to be disappointed because he has a—he knows watch. He's trying to time himself. He wants to have a PR and all that kind of stuff. And uh, and so then all of a sudden, it's so cool to watch this, is that all of a sudden some guy from the other team started nipping at Elijah's heels. Do you know how Elijah responded? He started running faster right, because Elijah was like, oh, no, you don't, you ain't beating me, right, like, he was like, oh, not happening, and so to that point, like, two more laps, right, to the end, uh, it was a dogfight fight for Elijah and this kid, and Elijah leaned in just a little bit, and Elijah beat him, now, I only made fun of the kid a little bit, but, um, no, I'm kidding, <laughs> I didn't do that, right, but I was thinking about this whole idea with Elijah, right, is that, how many of you know that when Elijah was on lap three, right, it wasn't that he was tired, he just was realizing he wasn't challenged, and because he wasn't challenged, he started to slow down. And the minute he started to be challenged, he started to run faster. See, there's something, there's something that God has put into us as human beings that when we're challenged, we are better. And so Elijah, it was so cool to see that. And, and I thought, man, God, I want more of what Elijah had in that second and third lap. I want more of that in my life. It says in 1 Corinthians nine twenty four. says, do do you not know that in a race, all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way to get the prize. How many of you know that that won't happen if we always look for easy street? If we're always looking for the, and by the way, Lee and I were talking this week, I didn't even say this in first service. There's I don't have the scripture for you, but there's a scripture that says that the path of God is narrow. Wide is the gate and narrow, the, the way to do this right is to actually do the hard work, actually be challenged in our faith, and we will actually make it through in the midst of our faith. You see, there's, there's something to this. And so I think there's a significant thing I want to, and again, I think God kind of flipped this thing upside, upside down its head this week for me. Some of us know the scripture. John 16, says, in this world, you will have trouble. And so here's my thought. Folks, if we know we're gonna have trouble in life, let's make the most of it. Let's make the most of it. I'm not sure how we got to this place of like feeling like, oh, easy street is what I want to happen in my life every day. Well, actually, if I'm honest, I know why we do that, right? Because easy street's comfortable, isn't it? The challenging thing, it makes it, makes it challenging. But what I want to try to get at is if we can be better on the other side of it, let's do that. If we can be better on the other side, let's do that. And then, man, I was thinking, I, I, I got through this to this point. I'm thinking, then I start thinking about people in Scripture. And I'm like, did, did people in Scripture, like, are there people that took it easy that God was like, hey, do that. Take it easy, right? How many of you know that that's not often what you find in Scripture? Often you find people going through the really hard path because God says, go this way. Take the harder path. And then I start thinking about probably the, the person other than Jesus we talk mostly in Scripture about is Paul. Can I tell you, beyond uh, 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 being more like Jesus, I want to be more like Paul, right, in my life. So I'm actually, I was reading through in my Bible time in the book of Acts, and then Paul's in this, and uh, Acts 21, you can write that down in your handout if you want to. You can look at the whole Scripture this week if, if you want to follow up. But I was reading Acts 21 this week, I think on Tuesday. And i uh, give you a little bit of context of what's happening in this particular uh, chapter in Scripture. Paul has gone to Jerusalem. He's been there about seven days, does a couple of ministry things in the midst of it, all right? And then he's at the temple, and while he's at the temple, some people kind of start uh, making up some lies about him, saying he's stirring up some things, teaching wrong things, whatever, and blah, all this, whatever. And the city goes crazy, right? It says in verse 30 and 31 of Acts 21, it says, the whole city was aroused, and the people came running from all directions, Seizing Paul, they dragged him from the temple. The whole city of Jerusalem was in an uproar. And then it goes on to talk about the fact that as they dragged Paul out, they beat him severely, like he's going like, to the in, within an inch of his life, right? And so because of all that and things are crazy, the commander of the Roman troops comes on the scene, takes custody of Paul because he's got to try to figure out some way of defusing the situation, right? And, uh, and then it says in verse, this is incredible, it says in verse 37 and 39 of this text, it says, as the soldiers were about to take Paul into the barracks, he asked the commander, may I say something to you? And these are Paul's words. He said, I am a Jew from Tarsus in Sicilia, a citizen of no ordinary city. And then this struck me. Please let me talk, let, let me speak to the people. And so it blows my mind. So this guy's getting beaten to the inch of his life and all this kind of stuff. And the whole city is in an uproar. And he goes to this commander and says, hey, can I still talk to those people? I mean, he was just beaten to the, like to within an inch of his life. And he still wants to just go talk to those people. That's that incredible. And so I think what, I, what I'm thinking about Paul, like I'm thinking about, see, Paul understands what we're talking about in this particular point, right? If you know any anything about Paul, uh, Paul often took the hard path. Like he would choose the hard path over the easy path, right? I was just looking up some facts about him this week, right? He often found himself, uh, he was beaten, flogged, had rocks thrown at him. Several times he was put in prison, repeatedly went hungry and thirsty. Three times he was shipwrecked. This was a guy that understood that there's some value in taking the harder path. And he actually understood this. You can write this in on your handout. This is, I think this is good for us too. He understood that a challenged life brings completeness in living. You can write that in. A challenged life brings completeness in living. Folks, we are better when we are challenged. And I think if we're gonna be more like Paul and ultimately more like Jesus, we need to grasp this idea. That it is way better for us when we are challenged than easy street. And I actually think it's the reason why verse 2 is in our text. It says, right? Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. See, we can find a pure joy uh, because a challenge, we know that a challenge brings a completeness in our life. So we can look at the challenge that's before us and go, oh, that's okay, I can find joy in that. Because there's completeness in the midst of it. And you've, you've been here, right? You've been on this other side side of this, right? When you go in, in the middle of that, you're going, oh man, this, this is really hard, whatever. But when you get on the other side, you're like, whoa, look what, look what happened. Right, we know this happens. And so today, I don't want you to walk, again, walk away and think, oh, Matt thinks I need to walk into the fire, I need to be reckless. Don't be reckless, but I made a list of things uh, for you as uh, that I want to share with you as Tyler and, and these guys come and get ready to, to lead us in some worship. I I do think that we need to run after some challenges, folks. And so here's, I made a list. Um, Maybe we need to run after not the quick buck, not the fad diet, or the hurried I'm sorry. Maybe we need to persist for some purpose. Or maybe like Simone Biles, it's a life decision or a transition in your life. Uh, maybe, Maybe you need a career change. Maybe you need to go back to school, trying out for the team, starting on your own, become an entrepreneur. Maybe for some of you, you need to become a foster parent. I was actually thinking uh, first service. Josh is in the back of the room. Some of you guys know that Josh and Aaron Simpson just started doing foster, and and they can I? Josh, that was that was hard, right? But at the same time, they would. I think you would do it again, 100%. You see, there was a challenge in the midst of that. that they knew that. Yep, this is a challenge, but man, there's going to be something on the better on the other side. So maybe you need to be a foster parent or, or daily care for an elderly neighbor, or maybe you need to take on, stop uh, to d- decide not to, you're, you're done smoking, you're done drinking. You know what? You're gonna decide today that you're not gonna get a divorce. The list could go on and on and on and on. But folks, here's, here's the whole point. Maybe, maybe there's a challenge that we need to face and say yes to, ultimately to discover, maybe to, to uncover some purpose. I don't know about you, but for me this week, when I was considering that, I was like, whoa, I don't know if I, I tend to lean more, hey, what's the easy path and whatever. But I think there's something to this thing to say, hey, let's choose the tough thing. Let's choose the tough thing. And when we choose, oftentimes when we choose the tough thing, man, God, by the way, God says he'll go with us in all we do. And because we choose the tough thing, man, he'll be right there. I think it's worth considering. I know it's challenging me in my life too, this week. Maybe there's a hard thing that we need to do. So with that, that's point number two. Persistence that leads to purpose requires not always searching for easy street. Thanks for joining us this week. We pray that you are challenged and blessed by this message and that you find application for it in your life as God leads you through this week. For more information about us, please visit our website at cornerstonevineyard.church.